Hey there, this is Fred Pissarro, and you're listening to Metal Matters, the official Gimme Metal podcast, where we explore all things new, some things classic, but all things heavy, with my co-host, Michael Berdan. Today's guest is Ian Shelton, drummer and vocalist for Regional Justice Center. The West Coast Power Violence Band has released a series of EPs, including a split with Wound Man and a collaborative EP with Justice Trip of Trapped Under Ice. RJC is welcoming their new LP, Crime and Punishment, via closed casket activities in March. And as a result, we sat down to discuss the new album, The World of Power Violence in 2020, and much more. Hello, family. How are you? <laughs> You're so, such a nice, lilting uh, hello. It's amazing. I love it. Um, and then uh, also, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Julia Child's hello. That's what we need too. Um, and then also, Fucking uh, special Robin guest Williams, today. hello, man. <laughs> Robin, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, special guest for today is. Uh, Ian Shelton, you might know him better as uh, a member of Regional Justice Center, Military Gun, and a couple other bands. Um, yo, Ian, you there? I'm here. Yo, what's up? How are you, man? I'm doing good. Uh, for the listeners at home, this is take two. We did a whole thing <laughs> on legal weed and how it would solve the country's ails and then yeah. uh, all sorts it was of stuff. Three or four hours long, I think. Yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy that we started over, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We yeah, uh, we, we recited Das Kapital. We solved a lot of problems, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, we we figured it all out for you guys. Too fucking bad. <laughs> Zoom lost it. This, this is uh, this, it's the only thing we're going to be able to get to is step four show profit. So it's uh, you know <laughs> people are going to miss out on the first yeah. three steps. <laughs> Uh, at least hopefully we'll get to at least some of that. I don't know. I'll take the profit part. Why not? <laughs> okay. Um, Fucking, uh, yo, Zoom, Zoom hates the proletariat. What's that? Hello? Bernan? I said Zoom hates, I said Zoom. I'm dropping out again. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, are so crazy. <laughs> Okay, what does this sound like on your end? Oh, it's just he just he's he's uh, okay. I'm he's back. uh, Okay, I'm back. Uh, It's recording. mm -hmm. Can you guys hear me? Fine. Jesus fucking Christ! All right. Hey, Fred. Because I keep on dropping Uh out like this. I think that it might be prudent to record this from your end because you're not having okay, these problems. Yeah, I'm already doing that, I believe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just go into audio and uh, and uh, hit the multi-track. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Where is it? I'm gonna record on my. Oh, I need permission. Never mind. Oh, Fred can give you permission. Yeah. Fred, Fred loves giving permission. <laughs> yeah. Um, where is it? Where Where is it? It's, let me see. Go in, Go into settings Audio. and uh, rec- settings recording. Settings recording. Okay, not audio. Okay. Uh, 
Someone on your file each participant. Okay, great. All right. And then, so we'll just keep rolling if you drop out. Is that the vibe? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, if I if I drop out, yeah, if you guys keep rolling, uh, run your mouth, say whatever you'd like about me while I'm not here, and I'll find out when uh, when we listen okay, to the show. After okay, the fact. actually, I I realize I might have been this might be partially my fault. I just but I might have just fixed it. Okay, he had it at the highest bit rate output to your computer only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think I was recording video of nothing right now. So, uh, because I stopped the video, but it was still recording video. Anyways, should work. Let's, all right. So right here, start again. Um, so, uh, you know, earlier, Ian, we were talking about like, um, before like everything started rolling, we were kind of talking about like black flag and, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of people who grew up listening to black flag eventually start talking about one of their crazy records and how I feel like different records hit at different points in life. And you were saying that one record was very, um, very crucial to your new record, Crime Punishment, which comes out 5th of March on Closed Casket. And what, what record was that? Uh, so that record is, is, is Loose Nut. And it wasn't even a record that I had ever considered before. Like I, I, I got obsessed with it while writing the record because it wasn't something that I had ever jammed really it was like i thought of the song loose nut as the essential part of that record and then i looked at the track listing and was like oh shit you know like uh so justice who we we did the collaboration record with is i got into it because of during that process we talked about it and he describes the record as every song is better than the last and I really do think that when you listen to that record, it, it gets better every song. So by the time you get to uh, She's Black Now, it's like, whoa, this is fucking crazy. This is a crazy record. Uh, and so, yeah, just like songs like Modern Man were a huge influence on the song Conquest. That iconic riff, like the almost Black Sabbath nature of it and just so many things. And uh, vocal dynamics is a huge part of that as well, which is like one of the main things about loving Rollins is that he, he's someone that knows how to like make you feel something by taking aggression away, putting aggression back in, going low, going high, doing it all. And so that was something that I like focused on a lot when I was doing the vocals for the record. So you're, so you're, you're a Rollins guy for sure. Out of the black flag singers. Uh, oh yeah. I don't, li- I don't listen to early black flag. If I'm being completely honest, it's it just, it never spoke to me really. I had, I mean, even I wouldn't even say that like, Damaged is my thing. Wow! Like, like I, I really started my war. Wow, that's cr- that's crazy. You know what? For the longest time, I don't know how you were, Bernard, but for the longest time, I wouldn't listen to anything past Damage. I don't know. I was just kind of I mean, told that those were like the the crazy records. And see that that's that's for people I think older than me personally because I I think that um I grew up in an era where the fetishization of those records was the thing because it's all the people who came up under the older generation who said those are the crazy yeah, records yeah totally yeah like the what really got me into black flag is my war in particular like side b of my war onward i i i liked uh I liked pre my war i like damage i love i like everything off the first four years um but they kind of went from being to be like a a good pissed off punk band to 
like, you know, something truly life altering later in their career. Um, you, you know, fucking, uh, Greg needed to get a little more into uh, the Grateful Dead before he could really <laughs> fucking like r- rock my nuts. <laughs> well, I, I think also that it, a huge part of it is I think like right around the era, like at post 82 is when you start getting um, the the tradition of hardcore becomes in place mm-hmm. where uh, I think that Black Flag defied it and went further into artistic. Yeah. Like I, 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 and, and I don't know how a lot of people feel about this, but as much as I love minor threat, I think that they're the birth of the, the death of creativity in hardcore. Mm-hmm. Cause they're one of the first hardcore bands that said, we just wanted to be that other band over there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then that's where that tradition starts, where everyone goes, the way that they start their new band is they say, well, we just want to be that band. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that Black Flag defied that going farther and farther away from what was becoming tradition and instead like created, I mean, not all of it's great, but they created something yeah. new. Wow. I mean, it, it got to a point with them, I feel like, where it, it, it would make as much sense for them to be lumped in with like Perubu or like Rocket for the Tombs or Chrome um, as it would with, uh, you know, fucking minor threat or even like void i feel like yeah black flag were in a lot of ways they kind of like created the template for what would become like late 80s early 90s fucking amrep homestead noise rock Mm -hmm. and uh you know that that's always been uh been pivotal for me um yeah i don't know i like black flag across the board but uh i like I like wacky flag more than fucking hard flag. My, my yeah. favorite wacky flag song, like as far as like wacky, because I wouldn't consider anything on loose, not wacky. Honestly, there's some weirdness within it, but those are just like, I would still call them hardcore songs, you know? Yeah. Agreed. But my favorite wacky one is, uh, I can see you. <laughs> uh, and so I always go, I walk, sometimes I walk around the house or I'll say to my girlfriend, I'll be like, don't stab me in the back. You know, like I, I, that one just speaks to me for some reason. I can see you as my favorite, like legitimately wacky Black Flag song. I mean, it's a wacky song. I, I, you know, we were talking about this before the fucking, uh, the, the internet dropped on us. Uh, uh, but, you know, fucking Family Man is a jarring song, but Family Man is also wacky as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like undeniably like, like fucking kooky. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, it's, yeah, man, wacky yeah, flag. That's, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, my introduction to flag was like through skating when I was like, you know, eight years old, ten years old, or something like that. And it was like, I got all of them at once. I got like suicidal, gangrene, um, uh, flag, DKs. You know, like um, like adolescence, all of them at like one fell swoop from like my friend's older brother. You know. Um, because I was like skate rock or whatever the fuck, you know? Uh, but wow, that's funny. Um, so, you know, uh, you, you mentioned justice. Okay. And, uh, and a lot of people know you as, um, uh, as, well, some people might know that you're, that you're a video director too. And you do a lot of videos. Um, how, uh, what did you tell people about like kind of your background with videos and how, you know, Justice from Trapped Under Ice. 
So how I met Justice was that I cold emailed him. Uh, and I was like, Hey, I really love angel dust. Like I would love to, um, to make a music video for, for your band. And at that time, like I had only really made videos for bands like super crush and, and gag. And I was like just trying to use that to the best of my advantage. Um, cause I knew, well, so he reposted the gag video I made. So I was like, all right, I know that he's seen a video mm-hmm. I've made. So why don't I slide into his, is he, I literally like asked somebody like, can I get his email address? Mm-hmm. And then I heard back from like two weeks later. And luckily I hit him at the time when they were just starting to work on a new record. And like, uh, luckily he entrusted me to do it and, uh, it actually got off the ground. It, it did. It almost didn't happen. So, um, but yeah, I don't know that, that just kind of ultimately like in my head I've, for a long time, I've been saying like, uh, Oh, eventually I'm going to have to move on from music and have a career. And, and I, I really want by all means to have my career be not, uh, not anything but creative. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's hopefully where I'll head over time, but music has seemingly become more and more real to me over time. So we'll see if, the what ends up happening with it in general. And that was a bang my drum video. And, um, well, so the first one was a video called headstone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bang My Drum was the uh, second one I did. Mm-hmm. And then I did another one called Want It All. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All from the um, um, the uh, Roadrunner debut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, Justice has always got kind of his ear to the ground. He kind of knows what's going on. I mean, I think that's pretty evident with pop wig and some of the moves they make. I mean, some, I mean, I think bug is an incredible band. I mean, all the bands that we kind of talked about razor bumps is good. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he always, I mean, a lot of people who reach like the status that he is, I think would stop paying attention to what's happening in the modern day, but instead he like doubles down on it almost. He's like, I, I called him the other day and, and he was, I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, Oh, I'm, I'm just listening to all the demos that we got sent. You know, like, like you think about how many people like wouldn't do even that, you know? God. <laughs> wow. Good for him. And you got to think about, yeah, how much trash is probably in that, that <laughs> inbox. Yeah. That's out of control. Jesus. I mean, I don't, I don't listen to like the good records by people that I know <laughs> who like send, <laughs> send stuff to me, let like alone. His best friends. Um, <laughs> yeah it's like it's like i i believe that it's good i know you're talented enough okay moving on yeah you just you just say great job man great job exactly man well i have a strategy for for friends bands records if i don't like them oh lay it on me i just say i've never heard it so like one time one time i had this hardcore band staying with me and and i told them that i told them that they're like like have you heard this ball one i was like no I haven't heard that. I haven't heard this. I haven't heard that. Like, why you don't listen to much? And I was like, well, honestly, like I just say that I don't, I haven't heard something. So that way I don't have to say it's bad or that I don't like it. And that way I don't ever have to hurt anyone's feelings. And then they were like, what do you think of our record? I was like, Oh, I haven't heard it. (laughs) Oh, genius. Oh, I'm going to take that. That's so, that, that is so smart. 
<laughs> you just yeah, you 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 can get by if you just never have heard anything. Yeah. Oh man, that's that that's so great. So like, I like I like the way that you lie more than <laughs> the way that I lie. See, I don't like, want to <laughs> actually lie. Is the thing you know? Like the whole thing yeah. is like I don't want to say like uh, with self defense family that they always would make the joke in the van of like oh n- nice shirt up on stage. Like, like that's the thing that you, that you liked. You say the thing that you do like. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Me and Paul um, Delaney from black anvil. We have a similar talk. I'll be like, Oh, what do you think of that band? You'd be like, good dude. I like that dude a lot. Yeah. 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 So it, a lot of bands, like if, if you see me go and be like, Oh, the drumming was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I really want to say something positive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if, if, totally. a band, if a band plays and I think their music's terrible, but they have a great guitar player, like I'll tell them that like your guitar player is great. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, getting back to like the, the LP, you know, this is like, um, I don't know what, what how is it 10 songs 10 songs and yeah, all 10 like, song LP yeah right up and that sweet one to one and a half minute um uh mark you know yeah I think uh, that we pushed our runtime from uh 59 seconds to 110 on this ooh. one so uh, respect yeah, yeah respect you and, can really tell the artistry has grown in that 10 seconds <laughs> yeah a little more noise intro maybe noise outro yeah you know? it's just actually twice as much feedback we just actually <laughs> edited the songs less yeah <laughs> great work great work um one thing that's always been impressive to me is like uh you know like guys like jensen you know jensen from iron law you know yep. like you can tell Jensen from Iron Lung is beating the shit out of his drums, you know, and also like absolutely screaming at the top of his lungs at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it just seems to me to be like kind of uh, a, um, an impossible, <laughs> an impossible thing to do. You know, um, Dave Grohl came out like three days ago saying it was impossible. Really? Wow. Yeah, I got tagged in the article. <laughs> yeah. People are like, well, tell that to Regional Justice Center. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if Dave Grohl can't do it, then no one can. <laughs> <laughs> there I mean, was, yeah, sorry. I was going to cut you off to talk shit on Dave no, Grohl. But, no, please. <laughs> Go for well, it. I forget uh, what he said. Uh, it was something he said, like, like about how you just get to the chorus. Don't bore us, get to the chorus. He was passing that on to people. And I was like, man, fuck you. <laughs> like, I, have you ever heard of songwriting? Like there's, you could achieve, there's multiple ways to skin a cat, you know? Absolutely. But that was, that's my beef with him. Otherwise seems like a great guy. I mean, he, he is objectively a very good musician. Uh, mm-hmm. And I fucking, I say that like throwing up in my mouth a little bit. You know? like, <laughs> fucking, like, like, like he played, like he played drums on one of my favorite killing joke records. Yeah. Uh, the scream stuff that he was on is all fantastic. Like, yeah, I'm saying Nirvana last, but like, yeah, fucking he's in Nirvana. Like what, like he's, he's good. Uh, but then he also happens to be, Dave Grohl and that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was actually talking that about Dave. record was cool, by the way. I don't know if you guys heard that. Did you guys ever hear that? that one? No, I, re- I remember it coming out, but I never was there heard a it. reality show surrounding it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he was thinking of, um, 
VH1 rock stars or something like that. There's something like that. I know Wasn't Dave about. Grohl in that one too? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was somehow. Scott Ian, Dave Grohl. <laughs> They've <laughs> resurrected Vinnie Paul. Ted Nugent. (laughs) Wasn't there some fucking like for for real like HBO like fucking Dave Grohl does like some fucking Kerouac shit and like gets ready for his like fucking like discovering his fucking uh, his uh, belly button and writing a new record of fucking. Oh wait, that that was HBO. That that was HBO. HBO. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a Don's and Tara one. You know where they go into like Saladay Studios or whatever. Sonic no. Highways. I know what the title oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sonic yeah. so Highways. They, they went to see, like, I watched the Steve Albini episode and then I watched the Seattle episode because uh, that's where I'm from. And so I was like, oh, like, see if, if they went to studios that I've been to. Mm. And uh, wow. not intolerable. I was talking about Dave Grohl last night. He's like, well, he actually seems like a nice guy. Yeah. He does. So we have to, we have to give him that. He's got his head in the right place, you know. Um, that's all you can ask for. The great thing is he doesn't need the opinion of, Poor people like us. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's true. He's going to have no idea that this uh, that this conversation takes place, and um, that that's okay. He's not thinking of us right now, yes. and like we're talking about him. Watch. He's going to become a big RJC fan after his article saying it's impossible to sing and drum. <laughs> yeah, and then he's going to be like, "Wow, I'm going to listen to every interview this guy's ever done." And then he's gonna be like, fuck that guy. <laughs> he's gonna be like, Seattle, I've been in Seattle. Los Angeles, I've been in Los Angeles too. Hey, I play drums and sing songs. He, this guy can do it at the same time. Wow. And then you and then you're you're gonna be a foo fighter. I'll do it. I'll take the paycheck the paycheck for certain. <laughs> Yeah, you know, one time uh, my stupid band was playing a show in Chicago across the street from uh, fucking whatever stadium they have, and the Foo Fighters were playing at the stadium, and you could hear them. It's like it's like an open air stadium thing. Yeah, you could hear them from outside, and rather, I I was late getting to stage because I number one didn't feel like playing the show, um, but. Um, I, I was enjoying listening to the Foo Fighters. I'm just like, yeah, cool. Like, I don't want to play my stupid music. I want to like listen to fucking There Goes My Hero. Fucking watch him as he goes. I think yeah. that uh, Mark Koslick started beef with the war on drugs for the same reason. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just, again, you know, multiple ways to skin a cat here. You could, it's the uh, eye of the beholder. You could either enjoy it when, uh, a more famous rock and bands playing, or you could hate it. Yeah, I I like it when anyone's playing other than me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so so let, let, so you you personally uh, dislike the the performing experience? Then it depends on how long in a tour uh, I'm in. Right now, I would love to play a show like anywhere Any show. to anyone. Yeah, yeah. like I. Like I would play in Indiana and I fucking hate Indiana, you know? Um, (laughs) But um, you know, if I've, if I've been on the road for like, you know, if it's like my like third, sixth week stint in like a period of six months, then like, yeah, it's, it's all been sucked out of me. And yeah, I've never been able to go that hard. Uh, We, we like RJC is a big, like three week, like three weeks, every other month band. And then um, 
we've done one six weeks tour and that's it, you know? Dude, so, that's the way to that's the way to go, man. But I would say that performing feels like a flesh prison being stuck behind the drum set. So it's I relate to that in the like but I never have the the um the regret in advance, you know? It's like mid set. Then I'm like, Jesus Christ, get me out of here. Oh yeah. Well, you know what yeah. that actually gets back to go here's full circle. Watch this. Boom. This gets back to my question to you, Ian, because I was gonna ask you, you know, like last time Iron Lung played New York City, uh Jensen was in he got from behind the kit and he was just singing and he had a drummer with him, you know? Oh yeah, because he, he got surgery on his hands. Yeah, yep. exactly. Exactly. I mean, is that is is that ever anything that you wish you could do, or do you wish, you know what I'm saying? Is there because you do play a lot of the other instruments? Is there? Uh, do you ever have like these like, you know, really lame fantasies of like just being one instrument, and then which instrument is that? Literally, literally, last night I had a dream about singing and playing guitar in RJC, and mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't know how to play the songs. <laughs> wow. Um, but no, I mean, I, we had the discussion about me just going to vocals, but giving the responsibility to a drummer of like holding up a tour schedule Mm -hmm. was not, that's the only reason that I drum and sang in the, in the first place was that I was like, well, I know I can hit hard Mm -hmm. and I know I can do it while singing. So why don't I just do it instead of like, if we couldn't have a fluid lineup, we would need the same drummer every time to, to pull off what is like, you know, good, fast, hardcore. Cause yeah. I, to me, it all comes down to the drums. Yeah. Um, like without a good drummer with a soft hitting drummer, then you're like absolutely nothing. Yeah. And, um, agreed. And so I was like, you know, that was the reason that I drum and sang in the band. And then, you know, we were getting to a point where we're like, okay, well, maybe with this new record, I could switch, but then code orange, came out and beat us to the punch. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. now there's no way I could possibly, uh, cause then it just looks like we're copying them. And, and I do this new band called military gun where, um, I just sing. So, so that's, I, it would be, it seems kind of corny to, to just sing in two bands maybe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'll, I'll stay behind the drum set for, for at least the time being. So Jamie, wait, I, I, I haven't seen a full, video of of them performing recently jamie is completely away from the drum set now yeah they have a drummer now and, and he's a freestanding vocalist wow oh, yeah i've seen like clips of him singing i, I was like it's just like a i don't know if it was like a full thing or not you know yep wow. yep 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 he's he's fully off now they all the live streams he was not playing drums fascinating holy shit wow um Wow. Um, that's really interesting. So also Jensen had done it just before that. So it just didn't want to seem like we we're copying anybody, you know, like in a, in an era where all the drummer singers are, are going, uh, handheld. I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't join. Yeah. But, but Jensen had it for the sickest reasons, you know, he had like surgery and like, you know, on, on his most important parts as the drummer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he did it in a sick way where if you had a member of Scholastic Death and Judd Judd, uh, in, in the, uh, position of drummer, I think that you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he was, he was quite good. I, I saw them once or twice, uh, during that period of time. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it did, it did not disappoint as far as iron lung sets ever yeah. go, you know? Mm-hmm. 
we played a fest in the bay, like a small like fest type thing with uh, where Iron Lung played the day after us, but we were already gone. So I never got to see the uh, the drumming and singing lineup. I really wish that I did. No. What what no. was the fest? It was at one two three four go. So I mean, the, you know, oh, yeah. you could you could put fest in quotes. Um, I don't even know. It was just uh, our friend Pat Libby. He was moving away from the from the bay. So he was like, all right, these are my last, like this is my last weekend of shows that at one, two, three, four, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love Pat. Love, love, love Pat. It's great. Tacoma mm-hmm. resident now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think when, when Iron Lung, yeah, well, I, I actually helped book that thing with, with Jensen and Iron Lung up here. And uh, they played two shows. They played one show in the basement, like a real small, like, fucking 100, 110 cap or something. Yeah. And then I told Jensen I really wanted to do that that uh, that dinner theater that he did with Cold Oh, Sweat yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to do that so bad. That sounds so wild. I and, got to I got to go to the... To, I saw Iron Lung play while being served ramen. <laughs> That's so insane, yeah. So good. Yeah. I also got to see... This is just me bragging, really. But uh, <laughs> I got at the same venue. I, I saw um, uh, Iron Lung Pigheart Transplant Walls collaboration set, and that same night it was Halloween. I got handed tickets out front to go to the Key Arena next door and see the game. Who uh, I really loved at the time. So the, the rapper, <laughs> the game. Yeah, so I went. And, I watched Iron Lung pick our transplant walls, and then I walked next door and and, and watched the game. It was oh, the coolest Halloween. That's great! <laughs> wow, that's amazing! Holy shit! Um, how how long have you been playing? When did you pick it up? Like, was there like a band that that kind of kickstarted you into that direction? Into drumming and singing? Yeah, into music in general. I'd say. Uh, I mean, I, I played in, in, in bands just, you know, basically since middle school, none that were really of note until, uh, mm-hmm. uh until I joined. I, so I did this band called Seattle's new gods and that one kind of got me in with self-defense family. And then I started playing for self-defense family mm-hmm. and then RJC kind of happened around the time that I started doing that. And so those were kind of like the first, like actual, um, not just local bands that I did, you know? We, I would. I was always on tour, but I would still refer to the bands that I did pre RJC for the most part as local bands. You know, where it just was like not quite the music that was like ready to capture people's attention. You know. Oh yeah. So I mean, I, I think even going back before that, I mean, like, like what what were the bands that made you want to play? You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, the bands that I want. Okay, yeah, that 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 that's more interesting than my high school bands for sure. So uh, the uh, I mean, Iron Lung. I, I got my first drum set to, because I uh, wanted to drum and sing in a power violence band, you know. And so Iron Lung was a huge influence on that. And I, I remember, you know, trying to pick up on uh, Jensen specifically as somebody who I would say makes like drum riffs as like a catchy drum part that you walk away from the song remembering. And so, you know, when I first got a drum set, I would attempt to learn those parts, you know, just in general. I mean, like I, the first bands I ever was influenced by were like some 41 and Blink-182 and Slipknot, you know, and then, uh, of course, you get into cooler and cooler things as you get older. You know, I'm a little bit older. So like Slipknot was never was something that was so far past me um, at that time, like. 
when Slipknot was coming up, I was like deep, deep, deep into like, uh, I mean, I could have like, you already listened to black flag. Late. <laughs> yeah. yeah I heard, Bla- I heard black flag once or twice. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I would imagine that like, to me, like Slipknot must be like, like kiss to a lot of kids, you know, like, it's just like, it's ubiquitous. It, it means so much more than, it actually is. I mean, I wouldn't say um, it doesn't really mean anything to me now. It was really interesting watching like the new metal revival happen in hardcore where I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Slipknot was cool to me when I was in sixth grade, but, um, mm-hmm. but it, it, I think it's, it's definitely that it has the exact same appeals as kiss where it's the, like one of the first bands that like you, your parents don't want you to like it. And, uh, yeah. you know, with the, the like pentagram, type in imagery. I don't think they ever actually use like a technical, you know, pentagram. But I remember when mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, my mom gave me $20 and she let me go to the hot topic by myself. And she literally said, you can buy whatever you want. You can't buy a slipknot shirt. And what I went in there and bought was a slipknot shirt with all of their faces on it. <laughs> and my mom made me take yeah. it back. And, uh, <laughs> and that made me want that shirt that much more so then i mean don't they understand that that's exactly what's going to happen parents don't know know? anything so they don't understand (laughs) anything um and so i mean it i just think it's that same thing and then you know when you get into i remember my parents thought i was gay because they at one one night my grandparents were over and asked me like what bands i liked and i said oh you know the circle jerks buzzcocks you know, like, like all, <laughs> all of these, these bands. And, and I, I remember being asked like two weeks later if I was gay or something like that. And I was like, what, what, what made you think, <laughs> what made you think that? And then they were like, well, you said you like these bands. Then I was like, <clears throat> what? I mean, I think they're straight, straight bands. I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, I, I didn't put like circle jerks together what that actually was until like, you know, like 10 years after I'd initially heard them. I was like, I was like fucking 20 years old one day and going like, Oh yeah. Circle jerks. Whoa. Um, I had a, I had a Blink-182 shirt in, in elementary school that just was big yellow print on the front and it said, take off your pants and jacket. And I remember some kid at school telling me that it meant take off your pants and jack off. And I said, no, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> so that, to I heard a Blink-182 interview like five years after that where they were like, yeah, it was funny that we just wanted to make an album title that meant take your pants off and jack off and i was like god damn it that kid was right yeah i mean they were geniuses and that kid was very observant yeah he was great he was very smart for a fourth grader i'll tell you that much. yeah good job kid yeah i that same kid also told me that he had a setting on his tv that he could make uh he could have the girls gone wild commercials not be censored so that kid fuck that kid he's a liar that kid is totally, <laughs> totally lying. You wow. know he's off doing something bad right now. That kid, if you told a lie like that when you were in elementary school, you know that you got problems. Big time, big time. You, yeah, you, you know, it's the, the Slipknot thing is such, uh, like not to keep on harping on fucking Slipknot, but <laughs> it's like, it's an interesting like bridge in time where I like, so 
I was around for like the beginning, like of the new metal fucking whatever, uh, like before it was really like called new metal. And, um, you know, for instance, like I saw corn get booed off stage, uh, when they opened up for house of pain and biohazard on their first tour. Nobody knew who corn was, including me. Like they just like yeah. were this band that was on tour with fucking biohazard. And, uh, House of Pain and Biohazard. That's House of Pain, right Biohazard, and Corn. Corn got booed off stage and fucking threatened. Um, it was uh, it, it it was wild. And then six months later, they're the biggest band in the world. Well, that's what so, it seems like. That whole genre went from zero fans to like twenty million. Dude, it was. I mean, it was fucking wild. And I feel like Slipknot came around just at the time where it's like I I would see the name around. But like I didn't, ha I wasn't in high school anymore, so I didn't have to be actually for real exposed to the music. And because mm -hmm. I had a choice in the matter, I was like, "No, I'm 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 not going to do this mask people thing." Like my, my exposure <laughs> yeah. was that I would watch music videos before I went to school in the morning. So I saw the Wait and Bleed music video, which if you think about this concept that like the of like new metal bands potentially had no fans than a million that video is like at an open air festival that they for sure were just some shitty opening band on and they shot a music video at it you mm -hmm. know like uh and people probably didn't like them at that show even yeah I, I mean but they 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 got something to fucking sell off of it and like clearly it worked oddly enough like i've only heard slipknot in passing uh since then Every time I do, I wind up going like, hey, what is this? Oh, it's Slipknot. And it's like, I, I go, hey, what is this? Because I think it's good. Like, yeah. so I, I, have a, I have a friend that, that, uh, who, who talks shit on music that he doesn't know about. And, mm -hmm. and what I do is I make him say, what is this? By turning it on. Like, I'll like, listen to something cool. And then I'll kind of slip in something in between. And they'll go, oh, what is this? And I'm like, oh, this is that thing that you said sucked. You know? Like, yeah. So I try to that that just made me think of that where I was like, uh, you know, that that you think you hate something and then you're like, oh fuck, damn it, this has some merit. Yeah, no, I mean, generally popular music is popular for a, a reason, and it's like, yeah, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with like a group think and socialization, whatever. We don't need to get all fucking society of the spectacle on this shit, but. um a lot of it is just because like it's it's got some riffs and like you might not want to admit it um and like it might look fucking corny but i mean god like i you know i got so sick of marilyn manson in like you know in the fucking 90s um but like it is undeniable that like i liked marilyn manson to begin with and Portrait of American Family had fucking riffs all over it. And I'm sure if I was to come back to it today, well, not today, but um, <laughs> not but, publicly, at least. No. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, fucking whatever. Popular music is popular for a reason. I just said that with a lot of words. I'm sorry. It's, I mean, it's true. I mean, that's. I, I don't know. It's 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 like people who who hate on um, the Metallica Black album. You know, it's just for fuck's sake. Those songs rip. Literally had had the same conversation last night, uh, where it was like we we're kind of talking about 
um, how drums need to be catchy in themselves. Like a, like that same concept of drum riff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you can talk all the shit you want on Lars, but you didn't write, you know, like that's like hands down, like probably the most iconic drum part of all time. Oh yeah, the chan junk junk da 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 da. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> like that that lead in, you can't you can't step on it. Yeah, hard, so hard. It's uh, it's I mean, it's makes the sickest sickest uh, Kid Rock song too. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I I went through a Kid Rock thing like a, like I I got a handful of months ago. Honestly, like uh, we watched. Uh, was it Woodstock 99 or something? We oh, at yeah. work, like between deliveries, I, I, we watched uh, Kid Rock Woodstock 99. I was just like, this is sick. <laughs> like, I can't. I, and that was something that I got into early on too. That was probably pre-Slipknot for me with Kid Rock. Yeah. And uh, so much swagger, you know, it's just, it's, oh. it's dripping. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's definitely something dripping from that guy. <laughs> black album again real real quick can we just talk about some yeah. of the lyrics on the black album like exit light enter night i mean it, yeah. it's fucking genius like, like i yeah. I could get that tattooed across my fucking forehead and like, you know, if anybody asked me why, I'd be like, just fucking read it. It's, it's one of those, which I think is like the, the, the beautiful thing about music is that you could say something so stupid and it suddenly becomes Dude, so deep. They've got some fucking song about like turning into a werewolf on that record. And it's like, like the lyrics are like shape shift, move swift. Like, it is oh, yeah, yeah, it is the wackest the piece of fucking whack and it is so good. <laughs> Put a hard Dude, riff definitely. It, I mean, want, I'm you're, like you're good. like I'm talking shit but I'm not talking shit. Like it's res- it, what you're doing is you're respecting the artistry of saying something stupid and hard at the same time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> but, I, I I mean like it's it's worked for it worked for the Chromags for one record. Um, <laughs> I take that back. It worked for the Chromags for three records. <laughs> um, so, of this style, um, you know, this, uh, what was like? What, was, what do you think was a formative record for you? Of like the the power violence style growing up, like uh, made you want to do this. Besides Iron Lung, was there anything else? Did you ever like? Was it like, I don't know, like Capitalist Casualties, Man's a Bastard, you know, that kind of thing? Um, was there anything like that? I mean, the, the Soul Seek days, I had all of it, you know, it was uh, it was all kind of hit at the same time. And, and uh, all of it corresponded with like um, MySpace at the time for me, where, where my friends would be creating fake accounts. They'd have a fake Capitalist Casualties account where they had their favorite Capitalist Casualties song so they could put it uh-huh. on their profile. And then they'd have the fake Infest account and they put the, the infest song yeah. in their profile and uh and i i mean i've said it in a handful of interviews but like my friend literally called me he goes yo go to my myspace page right now and listen to the song and and i did and it was marriage can suck it by charles bronson and i like turn it on and then i was like wait that was it and he's like yeah i was like what and then like that was like the start mm-hmm. of everything it was just like, oh shit. And then he's like, yeah, listen to Infest, listen to Cap Kaz, listen to 
um, man, it's a bastard. And so that first wave, I mean, when I got DIY CD, the download, mm-hmm. I didn't actually buy it. Uh, you know, I remember hearing noise for the first time and I thought that my files were fucked up. Sick. I was like, yeah, there's like these, there's like these really, really cool songs. Like, um, now I'm spacing on it, but, but it, but then like by the middle of it, it's just like, I think my files are fucked up, you know, like, uh, and, and so I don't know, I think overall just like kind of, it just like captured me culturally, Mm -hmm. like the, the the tradition of power violence, like from the very beginning. And then at the time, I mean, there was, that was like when, uh, hatred surgeon, endless blockade and iron lung were like, this was pre sex, sexless, no sex. And it was like just about to come out and, uh, and endless blockade did primitive and uh deconstruct by hatred surge came out and like all of these records came out and like those i just think that i'm still stuck on those records i i listened to primitive a lot when i was uh uh you know writing this record and it's one that i always revisit because i think it, it keeps um it keeps the genre interesting and mm-hmm. uh while while being you know third wave or whatever you want to call it uh, all those bands and they started taking more metal elements, hatred surge with, you know, the stuff that they did on the brutal supremacy comp and just stuff like that. Like I constantly revisit those records cause I still think they're so timeless and hard and, uh, and also not looked at, you know, like I can go look at hatred surge monthly listeners and be like, wow, this is crazy. Not enough people are listening to hatred surge. Uh, and uh and which also means that it's you know kind of a well that you can go in without stepping on anyone else's toes not that i ripped them off but i do you know pay homage or or uh uh you know take influence from them a lot fantastic man texas hardcore man i know i know i know that both me and Berdan are big are huge fans of texas hardcore yeah i I've, I've i've spent a lot of time with hatred surge uh and uh you know, uh, my old bands played with them a lot. And uh, I mean, I, I played a band with their drummer and uh, yeah, it's a fucking unbelievable band. And, uh, you know, uh, Endless Blockade um, never really gets enough credit. Same thing with Column of Heaven, like all of the Andy Nolan bands. Um, you know, if you look at this generation of fast music, like, Specifically with what Full Hell does, I mean, like they pay homage to to Hatred Surge and, and Blockade and all those bands, and they're like the only people that I saw that also pointed to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But in the end, like the the next generation of fast music will will come probably from bands like Full of Hell and people that want to sound like Full of Hell, which means inadvertently they're coming from Hatred Surge and Blockade and um and yeah. even then i mean yeah intensive care is amazing i saw black iron prison and that the shit best. was the, that was the coolest oh, thing i had dude. seen in years oh my god i fucking uh, like the strongest two-piece that i think i've seen like in it, since the year 2000 you know yeah fucking and, crazy. and and that was that was you know, uh, I, I had listened to it, but I mean, live, it just blew me away. And then I just ordered, uh, this is just a plug, not even for my own fucking record, but Iron Lung just put up the um, Black Iron Prison, um, not Column of Heaven, but the band they did after that, uh, Gas Chambered or something like that. They just put up the collab record that they did at the Iron Lung weekend. Yes. Um, but but mm-hmm. the Iron Lung uh, I mean, the Black Iron Prison section of that is just beyond amazing. I'm so happy to own it and on vinyl soon. So, 
Thank you. Amazing, amazing band. Thank you, Iron Lung. Yes, thank you. <laughs> also, fucking sick Philip K. Dick reference for a fucking band name. Crazy drummer and crazy singer guy. I, that, fucking really good band. I, I'm going to shut up now. I don't even know how to read, so. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not missing anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I figure there's nothing that I can't uh, glean from podcasts. I mean, so. I mean, people are going to be learning a lot here. That's for, for that's for <laughs> damn sure. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I guess um, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of all the time we have for uh, for this. But man, Ian, we had a great time, and we definitely love to have you back. Uh, yeah, anytime. Soon. Yeah, hit me up. Hit me up. Yeah. Strongly urge. Y'all to check out uh, Regional Justice Center. Crime and Punishment Record comes out on March 5th. Those casket activities. Yo, is it sold out on vinyl? I'm sure it is. It's got no, be. no, there's uh it's 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 uh it's it's whittling down. Uh but and then we we ordered the second press already. So hopefully oh, hopefully that'll be through. We, Trying to keep it in print. Like I think that the whole limited thing is cool, but it's gotta be available for people to hear it or or people who want it. You gotta be able to get it, you know? For with, sure. With for sure. lovely art from my dear friend Mark McCoy. The legend. The fucking legend, yes. man. We'll catch you guys next week. Be easy, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Metal Matters. Make sure you like or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Sticker, Amazon, to get the most recent episodes automatically delivered to your phone. Thanks for listening and catch you next week.